This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Welcome to My Favorite Murder, the mini-sode. You know what this is. It's, it's a smaller episode than the largest sode. Yeah. And we tell you your stories instead of our stories. It's very clear. I don't know how you, why you guys can't wrap your heads around Every this. time we have to explain <laughs> this to you. Uh, so we're, let's just do it. Let's, let's just it. read them their stories. Okay. And not fuck around anymore. You know what? I'm sick of fucking around. I'm tired of talking. Yeah. I'm tired of listening. Yes. I, I want to read. What else do you? Yes. <laughs> what else is there? What else is there? Reading. Reading emails on a podcast. <clears throat> My first email subject line is... 12-year-old first responder and murder witness. Perfect. I love it. Why uh, do we even bother talking? Why don't we just read these? We wasted time even saying what this was. Totally. <clears throat> Got it. My hometown murder story is also a first responder story with 12-year-old me and my mom as the first responders. Perfect. Okay, so we're not talking about c- civically appointed first responders in this scenario, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't think. They, they responded to a situation first. It sounded like because they had no choice. Yeah. Hence, Let's, first responders. Hence. We need to start using that word more. Hence. Hence. Okay. This took place in Southeast Portland in the mid-90s when I was 12 years old. I woke up very early one morning before the sun was up because I heard someone yelling outside. Not good. Mm-mm. It was a woman's voice and she was screaming, help me, there's a fire, help. <gasps> I look out my window and notice our street is full of smoke and I see a lady pacing up the front house, pacing in front of the house um, that was directly across the street from me. I quickly go downstairs to find my mom awake doing her daily crossword puzzle. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, She was a nurse. Again, hell yes. So it wasn't strange for her to be up at odd hours. I tell her there's a woman outside yelling about a fire and the street is full of smoke. We immediately run outside together, me trailing behind my superhero nurse mom. Uh. She approaches the lady, says she's a nurse, and the lady is pointing at the house saying her family is inside. (gasps) My mom tells me to run back inside our house and get the phone. I get her the phone and she calls 911 to tell them there's a house on fire with people inside. Oh my God, oh my God. While we're waiting for the firefighters to arrive, my mom goes into nurse mode. She tells me to run into our house and grab a blanket. Later, she tells me it was because she was afraid the woman was going into shock. Oh, jeez. I bring my favorite bet. I bring out my favorite teddy bear blanket and my mom gets the woman to sit on the curb and is trying to keep her calm and assess what she can before we know it, the fire trucks arrive and if with a few ambulances not far behind we watch from across the street as they pull out two people on stretchers 
Everyone is whisked away via ambulance and the firefighters put out the flames. We find out later that the two people inside the house were the woman's mother and sister. And very sadly, they both died from smoke inhalation. The woman was mentally ill and had started the fire. Uh, On a more lighthearted note. Jesus Christ. Which could literally be anything right now. On a more lighthearted note. (laughs) It could just just rewritten the phrase on a more lighthearted note. I just got to be on the news. Oh, oh, no, sorry. On a more lighthearted note, I got to be on the news and my mom let me take credit for calling 911. Oh my God. For her, saving a life was just another day at the office, but for 12-year-old me, holy shit, I got to be famous for a day. This experience and having nurse for a mom is what inspired me to become a nurse myself. Well done. She showed me time and again, it's not our place to judge others, but to help others. Very happy to say I'll be starting nursing school next fall. SSGGM um, Amy, future su- future super nurse. Aww. P.S. I never got my teddy bear blanket back, and I'm kind of miffed that I gave it to a murderer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she wasn't explicitly saying that yeah. the woman was a murderer up above. Yeah. It was still kind of a sensitive area, and yeah. she busted it out when she well, talked about the blanket. Well, if you're talking about your fucking blanket, your yeah. favorite blanket, yes understood and also just like 12 year olds just know that going forward yeah but if an emergency situation kicks in hide your the stuff you like never give your favorite things to anyone is no. the thing hoard your favorites say here's hoard. this blanket i don't like that much yeah or here's my sister's favorite blanket she <laughs> loves it she can't sleep a wink without it. Yeah, take it, please. Please, take all the comfort back. that she gets. Right. I don't yeah. want it back. No, it's yours now. You know what? Throw it in the fire when you're done with it. You touched it, you bought it. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. This is called Our Tampa Uber Driver Drove the Serial Killer. Whoa. Yeah. Hello, ladies and company. <laughs> My sister and my I. My favorite musical. <laughs> hey. Uh, my sister and I saw the live show in Tampa last night. We were way up in the nosebleeds, but still had an amazing time. We wanted to write to tell you about our Uber ride over to the theater. We were chatting with our driver and told him we were headed where we were headed and explained what the podcast was all about. That's sometimes a mistake to try to tell people. Yeah. Um, but hey, thanks for the grassroots attempt. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, spread the word. Yes. I don't mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> when we asked him if he was a fan of true crime, especially since Tampa currently has its own serial killer, he then proceeded to tell us that he's pretty sure he picked up the serial killer a few weeks ago. The day after the last murder happened. He said he picked up a man a mile from where all the murders have taken place and it started off as a normal ride. The guy was nice and chatty and happened to bring up the murders himself. The Uber driver then jokingly asked the dude, you're not the serial killer, are you? And he said after that, the passenger's the passenger's entire demeanor slash mood changed. He became quiet and stoic and the driver dropped him off at his destination. As more details came out in the news about the suspect, the Uber driver realized the passenger matched the description perfectly. <laughs> no, no, no. And owned a flip phone, which is another potential clue that police have released. <coughs> the passenger said his sister had called him the Uber because he had a flip phone. Right. Oh, my God. The Uber driver also mentioned the guy worked at Popeye's. Therefore, when they solve this case and figure out that the guy worked at Popeye's, you heard it here first. Yes. Stay sexy and don't eat at Popeye's in Tampa. The Cooney sisters. P.S. We asked the Uber driver if he told the police this and he said he had called the tip line and gave them his information. 
call that tip line Dude, again. Call it again. How many tip line stories have we told where it's like, then they took my information right. and four years later called me back? They're getting thousands and thousands of tips. And it turns out this whole time, uh, Murderino has the best tip. I love that has so much. the right tip. Flip-flown Popeyes. What? Right? Those are the two pieces of... You just said oh, it. It's the two I didn't piece- understand what the first word he said was. Flip, oh, sorry. Flip-flown. Was I, bur- was I burping I while I so. said it? Flip-flown Popeyes. Flip-flown Popeyes. What is the pom <laughs> Um... That's the, I love that. That's the yeah. checkpoint. We'll know whether or not they were right. Yes. I like it when people's mood changes and it's like a temperature change. You <gasps> know what I mean? I see that very often. You only read, like, hear it in books of like, and then you're like, that doesn't really happen, does it? It does happen. Does it happen? Yes. When the people are a, a certain kind of, it's almost like when a, like a, did he say that that he had picked the guy up after one of the murders happened? He said, uh, da, 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 da. We're just outside the area. Yeah. Then he da, picked up the okay after the picked uh, the day after the last murder happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So maybe he was spending the night at his sister's house, who called the fucking Uber for him because he has a flip phone. Yeah. Spent the night at her house. He's like, I got away with it again. Which means the sister fucking knows something and doesn't know if she should call the cops or not. Maybe. Yeah. Ooh. Sister's like, no way. Jeremy would never do that. What if his name is Jeremy? And I'm right oh about that. Oh my God. Could you, okay. Flip phone, flip phone. Flip phone. Popeyes. Popeyes. Jeremy. Jeremy. Spoken class today. Class. Okay, go. Okay. This is the subject line is my bitch and sister and the ghost of Warwick Castle. Great. Sister is actually spelled Seaster, but I don't like to be forced into using an accent that I don't approve of first. <laughs> yeah. I have no questions. Um, thank you. I'm, I, I appreciate uh, it. 100%. Your silence equals support, support. and solidarity for that's, me. That's right. Okay. October 1st is my sister, parentheses, our nickname for each other. See, she was trying to get, I'm not your sister. Yeah. I don't, it's not my nickname. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) It's late and I haven't had protein in a while. Um, What? Her sister, her sister's name is Laura. Oh my God. Okay. Here, I'll reread this uh, playing the game, playing along. Hello, MFM squad. I forgot that part, too. Hello, MFM squad. October 1st is my sister, our nickname for each other, Laura's 30th birthday. And because she recently lost her husband, Paul, and your podcast is something they used to listen to together. Oh, Oh. God, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fucking hard. We take back all the sister stuff. I don't. Um, I wanted to tell you a story that features my sister and a British ghost. Sidebar Nation, my sister's husband, also happen to be British. God, that's hard. Honey. Man. Okay. When I was in college and my sister was in high school, my parents took us on a summer trip that included a stop in London. During this trip, we made a super touristy stop at Warwick Castle, which like many other European castles is full of suits or armor suit is full of suits of armor, lavish furniture and spooky haunts. We were taking a tour of the inside of the castle and had paused in the great hall when my mom noticed that my sister's neck had bright red splotches all over Mm. it. 
she asked my sister if she was okay and my sister said she had felt a chill and then extreme heat on her neck and throat <gasps> but she felt okay otherwise and the blotches disappeared as we walked so we didn't think anything more oh of my it. god oh my god at the end of the tour we made our way to the gift shop and we were casually looking around when my sister gasped she had picked up a book about warwick castle and it opened right to the page that featured the great hall and the story of the ghosts that haunt that part of the castle no Turns out in the 1600s, Sir Folk Greville, <laughs> I can only imagine I did not read that correctly. Mm -hmm. um, the owner of the castle during that period was murdered by his manservant. This is the term continually used in the article. <laughs> Ralph Haywood, who then turned the knife on himself, cutting his own throat. <gasps> Supposedly his ghost. I gasped and burped at the same time and it was a really <laughs> weird sensation. Maybe I'm haunted. I thought you you gasped and then turned away in horror. No, I turned away to and belching. <laughs> um, okay. Supposedly his ghost still haunts that part of the castle. We were stunned. My sister had gotten blotches right across her throat <laughs> in the exact room Ralph and Sir Greville's ghosts are said to reside. Spooky. Thank you, ladies, so much for this podcast. It often soothes me during times of high anxiety and will forever be a memory of my sister's amazing husband, Paul. SSD GM Paul and Laura, I love you both, Rachel. Oh. So sweet. That's nice of you, Rachel. That's very You're sweet. You're a good sister. You are a good sister. Oh, it's sad. Sorry, Laura. We're, we're thinking of you. Yeah, we are. Um, well, this one is called Fun. So this is good. This one's <laughs> subject is fun. Just plain fun? No, fun. Oh. All caps. Stepdad was the vet to the son of Sam, dog. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, an assorted menagerie. Yes. Uh, I'll make this short because... Oh, wait. I'll make this short because being featured on in MFM would be amazing. Oh. That's a good way to, to do it. it uh, those two things don't necessarily directly relate, but okay. They don't. Um, Although... Short and like good or long and good. Just good is the good common is the denominator. Key. Yeah. Hence. Hence. Good. <laughs> hence, I'm going to read this. Hence. Okay. During, I like using hence at the end of the sentence. Hence. Yeah. Like ties it all together. <laughs> yeah. During and after the Son of Sam murder spree, my stepdad was a young veterinary school graduate in New York. He worked in a vet clinic trying to pay off his student loans and avoid getting elbow deep in a sick cow upstate. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The clinic he worked at was also the clinic for the dog in your recent Son of Sam episode. The dog that was supposedly a demon was this sweet, chunky Labrador <laughs> named Harvey. Oh. And then she says, I'm not fat shaming. I'm pretty food motivated, too. <laughs> Anyway, the way my step motivated is, is, is like, that is yes. That's just a dog is food motivated. Uh, and it's me. Can it's you just when you have your motivations in certain places. I love the idea though of a sweet chunky Labrador named Harvey being yes. this being Satan. Like, yeah, come on. He's looking up at that window, being like, "Dude, you've got to be kidding yeah. me." He's like, "Bacon." You know this isn't me. He's looking up there, just going. Bacon. Do you have bacon? Do you have bacon? Well, then don't involve me in your bullshit. Right. That's all I want to know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the way my stepdad tells the story is that late at night when he had to stick around for charting and cleaning, he was one, he was once alone with this dog in an empty clinic. Once he made sure he was alone, 
he asked the dog straight out (laughs) whether he was the devil. The dog said, no, but the cat is a real asshole. (laughs) He likes to get a big laugh out of it. As you know, Berkowitz admitted that he was making up all that for the insanity plea, but that is one of my, quote, hometown murders. Anyway, thank you for all of your hard work and for the laughs. You always remind me to SSDGM. Love, Caitlin. Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) That's such a stepdad joke. No, but the cat is a real asshole. It's such a dad joke. (laughs) It's such a dad joke. It's so hilarious. But also like just that you would have you would have to wait till everyone left you would have to wait right. till you're alone in the whole clinic so that no one thought you were the insane one i wonder if everyone was kind of sketched out by that dog at that point that poor dog was just like they used to be so nice to me here yeah now i just get tied to a tree and no bacon because i'm the devil oh, <laughs> oh i guess i'm the devil I'm a bitch. harvey's the devil <laughs> oh it's real funny harvey oh what happened to harvey oh he lived a good long life. He did. He got so much bacon. Oh, good boy. I actually bet his owners were way nicer to him after because they were like, oh my God, yeah. get away from our son, Harvey. <laughs> our son, Harvey. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye.
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Is that it? Do you want to read another one or are you good? I have one here. Okay, read it to me. See, I'm going to trust you on this one. I don't like this subject line. What is it? But I was wrong about the other one. So... My dad accidentally helped kill someone, question mark? Okay. We'll see. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and all the wonderful pets you have. <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah. Uh, so my dad has always worked away at sea because he was a teenager in the north of England in the 70s, and he got into a lot of trouble, which is why he really wants to see me succeed in life. Oh, God, mm-hmm. they're always trying to make you fucking fill their void that they... You know. That's right. Well, yeah, because you can't go back. No. Uh, he has many stories from people he's worked with, things he's found, etc. Oh, things he's found. Oh, shit. The shit found at sea. Did you see that viral um, picture of the couple that found a basketball floating in the ocean? And when they picked it up, there were all kinds of crazy long barnacles. So it had basically, it was this what? fully basketball with the air still in it that had been floating at sea for so long it had full a long like pyramid of barnacles <gasps> underneath it what is a basketball doing at sea it's just out there so, someone threw it away but it's such a good basketball that the air didn't go out of it wow wait steven's gonna find you the picture because oh, it actually looks like art okay. like it's very cool i love it anyhow I like things that are found at sea. Tell me more. Oh, wait. I'm looking at it. What the fuck? That is beautiful. Isn't that the best? That's beautiful. There's a name for that kind of uh, barnacle. Basketball? (laughs) The basketball barnacle? The basketball? Yes, that's right. It's the basketball barnacle. (laughs) And they hang out in the sea waiting for basketballs. They never come because who would do that? Holy shit. It's huge. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's the first one I saw. That's bananas. Anyhow, look it up. You'll thank me later. Okay. Uh, Okay, so he told me this story recently and I freaked out because my dad could have been an accessory to murder. (laughs) Smiley face. Okay. Smiley face made with... Hence. Yeah. Hence. The name. My my dad was working with his friend Ray and the two men worked... uh, And and two men they worked with... um, 
asked them for their tools. Frank Wilkinson and Edward Wood took my dad's tools and went away. In February 1986, the body of Alan Raffle, 23, was found in Kielder Forest. His head had been literally smashed in with a hammer. He'd been missing for seven weeks. Five weeks later, Frank and Edward were arrested and charged with the murder. After a 10-day trial at Newcastle Crown Court, in parentheses, I've been there. <laughs> Frank was found guilty, but Edward was acquitted. Frank recently, Frank was recently released after serving his sentence, which was 27 years. Jesus. And ins he insists that he didn't kill Alan. The police said that if they had left Alan's body 20 meters further in the forest, they wouldn't have found him. My dad was questioned by police, but was never charged with, with anything. Thank God. Another thing, there was a school trip where I had went, where we went to a forest and we got to sleep in cabins and roast marshmallows and stuff. I got my dad to sign the consent letter, but he seemed a little off about it. And even eight-year-old me could sense it. Guess where we went? Kielder Forest. Oh my God. <gasps> Thank you. If you read this, SSDGM Holly. What the fuck? Wow. Do you think, mm, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. You want to hear one about Ted Bundy's car? Hell yes. All right. Uh, hey, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and chorus of furry pals. Okay. All right. We were talking about JonBenet Ramsey at a party and ended up with a bunch of non-murderinos in that classic party huddle where everyone shares their hometown and favorite murders. Nice. Yay! Dream huddle. One of our friends is from Tallahassee, where Ted Bundy ended his murder career. When old Ted was ferried to and from the courthouse in those days, they would drive him there in a station wagon with a grill between the front seat and the back. For some reason, when the state sold the station wagon, our friend's dad, being an entrepreneurial sort, <laughs> decided to buy the Bundy Mobile. Yes. So whenever his friends and his brother went anywhere as kids, they went in that station wagon, still with the bars between the front and back seats. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the dad bought the station wagon, but used it as the family car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and left in the dog grate. Left in... Serial killer grate. Left in the serial killer. You'll get choked to death <laughs> if we didn't have this here. Great. Dad. Our friends even took turns... Our friend even took turns with his brother playing Ted Bundy. Yes, as in, oh, who's going to be Ted today? Said in a sweet southern twang. <laughs> Oh my god a bit, a bit that our friend doesn't know is this The reason that station wagon was sold off Almost certainly because Bundy was executed In 1989 Yeah SSDGM and don't put your kids in the Bundy mobile <laughs> Talia in April <laughs> oh, That's rad That's I mean it all has to go somewhere It has to go somewhere And that somewhere is the fucking 80s Yes Because they're just like No no we're gonna buy that And leave it like that And every It doesn't matter That the worst serial killer I just thought he was The entrepreneurial spirit Was that he was going to Then sell it to some Kind of a place Or museum I thought so or too whatever. But it must have been Like ten dollars <laughs> It must have been <laughs> He's just always Looking for a bargain They're just like yeah. No one wants to be Nobody. In a haunted Station wagon I'll take it It's hilarious I would drive it no, I wouldn't. Would I? Would I? I don't know. Um, that, thanks was a, that was a nice slew of letters. Right. They're Big, good. large range in there. Good and short, too. I like that. Um, a lot of British. A lot of Brits. Uh, you can send yours to uh, my favorite murder at Gmail. And it doesn't have to be hometown. It could be anything in between. Yeah. We're getting real loosey-goosey with these. I mean... We just want a good story. Yeah. As, as anyone does. Yeah. Ghosts are fine. Ghosts Whatever. are fine. 
you know, if you're going to make some audacious claim about a ghost or a haunted house, we'd love to know the actual city you're talking about. Yeah. I think that's always nice. We yeah. can cross check it a little. So we're not just like straight up reading, you know, American literature. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> this isn't that. This isn't that at all. But, you know. Um, thank you. And so, and hence, thank you for listening <laughs> to My Favorite Murder. Yes. The mini-sode. Hence. Hence. Uh, and stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, you want a cookie?